You're listening to The Powerful Creator Show with your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. If you can conceive it and believe it, you can achieve it. And now, here's your host, Cheryl Sosnowski. Well, hello, Gunther. Welcome to The Powerful Creator Show. Hey, Cheryl, it's my absolute pleasure to be here today. I'm so excited about the conversation we're going to have. I am too. I can't wait. And I love not knowing a lot about my guests before they come on so I can have an authentically fresh conversation. And before I dive in, I love to ask my favorite question, which is what does it mean to you to be a powerful creator? So for me, Cheryl, to be a powerful creator means to effortlessly turn thoughts into things effortlessly just my true choice um create the life that i love and it's just fluid flow complete flow state mm, Ooh, my favorite my favorite state to be in so let's dive into effortless creation and how you have mastered that so i have a technique that i coach and train on which is called the magnetic mind method i'm not the creator i'm a certified coach with chris duncan i work with him regularly Um, So it's a method that we believe is a revolution in the personal development space. And why we think that is because most of our lives we've spent living in the problem solving stance. Mm -hmm. We try to create a life that we love, or we try to create less pain and more satisfaction in life, which is basically the human need. No matter what it is, we try to stay away from pain and go towards pleasure. And I would say that most people won't even run towards pleasure. Mediocre would be just fine as long as it's not, <laughs> as long as it's not painful. Okay. <laughs> so that's why we use the word satisfaction. So less pain and more satisfaction. Most of us would be happy with that. Mm-hmm. And so what we try to do is we try to problem solve. We try to figure out how to get what we want. And in, in our world now, we're saying, look, we got to get out of the problem solving reality. And look, everything I'm sharing with you today is based on quantum physical science. This is not my opinion. The experiments have been done over the last 40 years. Uh-huh. All right. And it's, it's real, the field and all that kind of stuff. So everybody can go do their research on the science to back up what we're going to talk about today. But we got to get out of the problem solving structure and we have to get into the creator stance. Mm-hmm. And the creator stance sounds like this, We have four basic creator stances, which is I choose to live my true nature and purpose. I just choose it. I choose to live my true nature and purpose. I choose to be the predominant creative force in my life. I just choose it, right? I choose to live the life that I love. I choose to be healthy and vital. And if you take the human experience, pretty much anything that causes us pain or static can be put into three buckets, money, love, and health. There may be a miscellaneous bucket out there, something that doesn't fit in, but the three big ones are money, love, and health, right? So that is the main stance. We have to become creator. And the way we do that is by remembering our power. Mm -hmm. Because to play this human game, we had to forget who we really are. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, there'd be no fun in it. It'd be completely boring. It would be. We'd be like, I already know where this ends up. So, yeah. Right. Because if you knew if you knew your power 
any challenge, any problem is no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Done, right? right. Right. So the game is over a lifetime is remembering our power, remembering who we are. And so we came into this existence and we created it all. So that one of the key first positions that we have to understand is that whatever current reality we experience right now, we are responsible for it. We created it. So life is not happening to us. It's actually happening for us. And if we can imagine for a second that we're living in a holographic movie mm -hmm. where you're the producer, you're the director, you <laughs> are the screenwriter, you handed everybody their parts and they're just the actors in this holographic movie and you're having the experience that you've created. And a lot of people have resistance with that sometimes. They're like, well, if mm -hmm. I created a, no, I didn't. I didn't create all this because I would have created it much better. There's no way that I would have created this trauma, this pain, right. this abuse, this bad stuff, right? I would not have created bad stuff. For Why would anybody do that to themselves? <laughs> oh my gosh. Right? Yeah, yeah. But the quantum physical reality is that we have created an identity over our lifetime. And the identity is congruent with the current reality. Yes. And that, that's a heavy statement right there. Right? But it's a true statement. Yeah. It's a true statement. Our identity. And the identity carries some sabotaging aspects to it. And we've created that over a lifetime, not because we're dumb, not because we made bad choices, not because it's our fault. We did it to survive. Yeah. We did it to get through this experience the survival. best way the best way we knew how to do it right it's, it's your i call it your ego's survival mechanism your little shortcuts you've created to get from point a to point b backdooring your way into life yeah yeah and we did it what to avoid pain right we had a painful experience we said oh, i don't want to do that again so yeah. what do i got to do what do i have to be like when you think of yourself as a little baby coming into the world, zero to seven years old, you're saying, what do I got to do to get love? What do I got to do to get food? What do I got to do to have a safe place to sleep? What do I have to do to be liked? Right. What do I, to, what do, I have to do to get my needs met? Yeah. Maslow's pyramid. It's like those, those first tier. Yeah. Yeah. Because in the womb, it was like being at the Ritz, right? I mean, <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> like five-star hotel and uh, all my needs are met and there's 24 hour yeah. room service. Right. right? Exactly. You exactly. come outside and it's like, all of a sudden it's like, okay, what's it like here? What do I got to do? And we start making decisions. And so the six top self-sabotaging identities that we all carry a little bit of, or a lot of mm -hmm. is things like, I'm not good enough. Mm -hmm. I'm not good enough to have what I want. I'm not good enough to create what I want. I'm not worthy to have that. Other people are worthy, but I'm not worthy. So I can't mm -hmm. have that. I'm not capable or I'm insignificant or I'm not perfect or I don't belong. Mm. Right. And so yeah. as people listening right now, think about that, reflect on which one of those may resonate with circumstances in your life. The person that has the, I'm not capable may go to school for their entire life. They do not want to get out of school. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's just one more class, one more degree, one more yeah. certification. I'm just not, I'm not capable enough yet. I need, I need more. Right. So true. Yeah. The person that's not good enough may not leave a bad relationship 
because they don't think that they're good enough to be with someone else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or they spend their life making other people around them. Great. Yes. Yeah. Building yes. other people up, but never themselves. Yeah. You know, permission is a big thing too. Uh, maybe in a family structure or something like that, authority or permission wasn't given to have certain things. You're not mm-hmm. allowed. Right. I'm, I'm not allowed is a very resonant thought. That's it's in the subconscious program. Mm-hmm. We're not consciously aware of it. It's like Windows 10 running your laptop and your desktop and you turn it on, you hit the power button. And all you know is a computer comes up and you start working on it. But we have no consciousness of that program that's actually running that device. The operating our, system. Yeah. The operating system. And that's the way yeah. we have to view our subconscious mind. And those choices, those traumas, those pains, those happy moments, all that stuff came in and we've created the identity to figure out how it is here. I love that so much. Oh my gosh, we are totally in alignment and have completely the same philosophy. And like when you get to the point of taking like the willingness to take total responsibility for your own experience here, then you also accept and recognize that everything is and has been a perfect stepping stone to your own awakening of the truth of the game. And I would say yes. And then add to this. So noticing that and taking responsibility for it, guess what? You already are a super conscious creator. Yeah. So I like to say, hey, you know, come work with me because you need to become one. But the truth is you already are one. Yes, exactly. And so when you realize that, then you're, you find yourself in the power position. Because the power position is, okay, well, if I don't like what I'm experiencing right now, I guess I'm just going to choose something else. Exactly. I'm just going to choose something differently, right? The power of choice. And the key part that I want to share with your listeners, what we have to get good at is not putting a value judgment on what is now. Because we tend to think that the future is going to be better. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to tell you that the future is not going to be better. The future is just going to be different. It's just going to be a different experience than what is now. And the future will also be now. (laughs) And the future will be now. And you will be you in that future experience. Mm -hmm. And the identity will have shifted. Because if the identity doesn't shift, then you're just going to recreate what is now. Exactly. So the identity always has to be congruent. And there's only three places we can be. We can be stuck where it feels like nothing is moving. We can be oscillating, which feels like I'm taking three steps forward and two steps back, two steps forward, one step back. And I kind of get what I want. I got it together. And then it just slips out of my fingers and just falls apart. And boom, I just snap back to the way it was. So you always feel like I'm getting there. I'm going there, but I never quite get there. I get there, but I can't stay there. And then the third place we can be is that flow state where it's constantly just, you know, the athletes a lot of times talk about flow. Yes. They're in, they're in the zone, right? Well, this is, this is what this is about. The magnetic mind method is about getting into the zone state in life where we just turn thoughts into things, Mm. true choices, true desires, and we just manifest what we love. And that's another key point that I really want to touch on is in our life, we have not been trained to come from a place of choosing what we love. Yeah. We choose from the problem-solving standpoint, which is sometimes we choose by consensus. Are my parents going to agree? Are my friends going to agree? Are my, my siblings going to agree? You know, I have to choose something that everybody's going to be okay with. 
So I'm not choosing what I love. I'm choosing by consensus or I choose by default. Mm -hmm. I have three crap, crappy choices and I'm going to choose the least crappy one. Right. It's still not what I love. I'm choosing just by default or we choose by elimination. That's not going to work. That's not going to work. <laughs> That's not going to work. So I guess I got to go with that one. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's what choosing by elimination feels like. Mm. So what I'm suggesting is that when you have a true choice, and that's the first step of the magnetic mind method is you have to have a true choice, a true desire. And how you know something is a true choice and a true desire is because when I ask you, well, why do you want that? The true answer is just because I want it. Just because I'd love to have it. Right just because I'd love to experience that for no other reason. I don't have to tell a story about it. I don't have to rationalize it. I don't have to say why, what for, how come. And no, I just want it because I want it. I want it because I would just love to experience that. That's my true choice. Mm. Right? Yeah. So that's, that, that's the test for something that's a true choice. This, yeah, I love that. Get, yeah, right? So, just because you have, love it. Just because you love it. And, and in a world been, where anything is possible, right? If we're living in this quantum realm of pure potentiality, why are we creating so small? Yes. Yeah. It's because of the identity, right? The identity, you said it earlier, is trying to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. So the job of the egoic identity is to maintain the status quo. When you start choosing what you love, that little voice comes, comes up inside your head says, well, come on, we've tried that before. That didn't work. Don't you know you're not good enough? Don't you know you're not capable? You're not smart enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not, you know, whatever enough. Mm -hmm. You can't do that. Other people can do that, but you can't do that. <laughs> you don't have the permission to do that, right? When we get in touch with those little voices, that is truly the egoic mind, but we can't live without the ego. Right. The ego is what feeds us, clothes us, keeps, 100%. Us, healthy, keeps us safe, right? Yeah. What we have to do is become an observer of that voice. Yes. And be like, oh, I recognize that. Yes. It's not true. It's not true. Thank you for sharing that thought. It's not true. <laughs> I, I actually will say to myself, uh, you're not allowed to talk to me like that. If I right. my negative right. voice chimes in, which she doesn't very often, but sometimes she right. will. And I'm like, um, excuse me, you're not allowed to talk to me like that. So bye. <laughs> you're way out of line. Okay. <laughs> but how many of us are really conscious of that? right? It takes yeah. some practice. It takes, it takes a lot of practice, practice right? Yeah. Awa yeah. Awareness of that, what's going on. And knowing that, look, our emotions and our thoughts, they're really illusions. They're not really real. Exactly. So when that voice comes up, you have to say, it's not real. Yeah. Right. It's that it's the getting hooked into it that now you've created it as this is going to become the basis of my reality. That's going to tell me a story about myself and my experience all day long. And I'm going to believe it. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So then the, the next important piece is really the third step was getting into the emotion of the end result. Mm. Because anything that has ever been created has first been created in the imagination. Right. And then in reality. And the mind doesn't know the difference between imagination and reality. So you've heard it said anything you can conceive, you can achieve, right? Exactly. It's true. Why? Because anything that has ever been created, I always like to think about Steve Jobs when he stood on that stage and he said, look, a thousand songs in your pocket. Yeah. That was his true choice. That was yeah. his vision. And he had a whole team of people figure out how to make that possible. Right. Yes. The iPod, 
Yeah. A thousand songs in your pocket. Revolutionary. Remember the Walkman? Remember cassette oh, yeah. tapes? Or yeah. that stuff, right? I do. He had a vision, a true choice. A thousand songs in your pocket. And when you look at that, it's just an amazing quantum shift in how we all listen to music. I mean, it was MP3 files now. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's like, everything's impossible at first, like it doesn't exist. And if we just believed, you know, it's like the, um, oh, who did the allegory of the cave where you're the shadows on the wall and that's the truth. There's no truth beyond that truth. Right. And so if we never expanded, we'd all still be sitting in the cave around the fire, looking at our shadows, thinking that's the reality. That's right. Yeah. So the thoughts and the emotions, I mean, I'm not saying they don't feel real. They feel right. completely real. They feel scary. They feel fearful, dangerous, yes. whatever it is. But when we really back up for a second and become that observer and mm-hmm. actually ask the question, is this true? You know, we heard exactly. fear, false evidence appearing real, right? Yeah. So when that thought comes, you know, you're not good enough. Wait a second. Like you, I love the way you say it. You're not allowed to talk to me like that. <laughs> I'm going to steal that. I'm going to use that. I love that. <laughs> it's just a voice in my, I have a, I have a few different ones that pop in and I, that I noticed. One of them I call Stephen King because it's worst case scenario instantly. It's like, we're all going to die. And I'm like, right. oh my gosh, right. geez, calm down, Steve. <laughs> calm down, Steve. I love that. That's a great way to look at it. You know, you recognize them, you name them. So we're all schizophrenic on some level, right? There's, right. there's these personalities that we have that come up. And so the third step is really to get into the emotion of the end result. Mm-hmm. Einstein said that there's only two things in the universe, information and energy. Yes. And I like to look at the information is the choice and the intention and the energy is the emotion. And so when the two come together in that holographic movie, it's what actually collapses the one possibility from the field of infinite possibilities into the present moment into the active experience Mm -hmm. so you're you're drawing from the field of infinite possibilities you're bringing the one possibility into your present moment as soon as it passes through your present moment it's part of your past it becomes evidence Mm -hmm. right because you can see it now it's behind you right before it was focus and what we focus on grows what we focus on is like this tractor beam that's pulling it into the current reality. Mm-hmm. So the emotion is very important. Uh, the second step, I don't think I think I touched on was was creating structural tension. Yes. The mind okay. needs to resolve tension. So true choice. The tension is created by what does it feel like to have what I truly love and desire, and what's the way it is now? What's it look? What what do I want? What does that feel like? And what's the way it is now? And so we just create this structural tension again, not with judgment, meaning better and worse or bad and good. It's just different. Yeah. It's just what is right. It's what I want. It's what I got now. It's what I want. It's what I got now. And the emotion and the fourth step in our code is a, a magnetic mind recode. And the best way to explain that is the personal development movement has always been dealing with the subconscious from the conscious mind. This is your positive mental attitude, your affirmations, your willpower, your mental discipline, all this kind of stuff. I'm going to be positive. I'm going to think the right thoughts. I'm going to do this kind of stuff, right? You're you're approaching it from the conscious mind. In the magnetic mind recode, we are approaching it from the superconscious mind. So superconscious is that aspect of yourself that knows everything, 
has been with you every part of every moment of your life, every decision, every emotion, every trauma, every good thing, everything. And you don't have to tell superconscious what happened. Superconscious already knows. Mm -hmm. But now you're, you're looking at your subconscious program. You're saying, this is my true choice. Superconscious, do you see my true choice? Do you see what I want? Do you see the way it is now? And can you identify any resistance that's in the way of me having what I want? Is there a blockage? Is there an identity that needs to shift? Is there, what's in the way? I don't need to know. I don't need to go back to 10 years of psychotherapy and figure out that I had some misaligned relationship with my mother. Right. Okay. And unravel all of that. Mm -hmm. uh, superconscious already knows that. Super, superconscious already knows what created the identity. So when you ask superconscious to say, hey, do you see the resistance? Do you see? It's like superconscious doing a Windows 10 update to the subconscious program. We're not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater because not mm -hmm. the whole the whole program's not messed up. It's an edit, it's an update to that subconscious file. And I like to think about it like that because in a recode session, about 15 minutes, we're basically asking superconscious for a recode update to our subconscious program. Like you see the true choice? You see the way it is now? You see the resistance that's in there? Can you fix that? Can you change that for me, please? Mm -hmm. And superconscious says, yes, yes, I can. I can realign that. I can shift that. I can change that identity thing. And it's not a, that it's a bad thing. It's just the current identity does not serve us any longer. And when you're in that powerful point of choice, you get to choose. You get to choose. You have the power to choose. And you just say, look, I just want a different, I'm making a different choice. And I just need the identity to align with the true choice so that I can have it. And then the fifth step is to take the next obvious action. This is where I believe the secret and the law of attraction and a lot of things like that. You know, you're not going to get what you want by sitting on the couch in your living room and having positive thoughts and eating bonbons right, or something. Right, you know? right. You have to move, move beyond the visualizing and the feeling it and the wanting it and the desire and the choice because we live in a world of matter. <laughs> yes. So we need to be in momentum. We need to be moving towards that which we desire. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to figure out how we're going to get what we want. We have to be crystal clear, focused on what it is we want, and then allow superconscious or this to okay. manifest the conditions, the people, the circumstances, all those things will come. And this is where I, we have a problem with goal setting sometimes because we've been told to do smart goals. Yes. Right. Yeah. That's what I want. These are the steps I have to do to get it. It's got to look just like this and it has to happen by this date. Here's the due date. Yep. Here's the due date. I want to suggest to our listeners today that we have to hold the stance of as soon as possible. Oh, I like that. You like that? Yeah. yeah as soon as possible. Because we have to be a little bit of grace there. We have to give a little bit of slack to this infinite field so that it can solve the problem for you. We don't have to solve the problem. It's going to align the circumstances and the molecules and the photons that this world is made out of mm -hmm. to align you with that new true choice. If you say, I choose to live the life that I love, and you're clear about what it is you love, 
what you would just love to have. I want it just because I want it. I want it just because I love it. And I know what it feels like, what it's going to feel like to have that. And it's not better than what I have now. It's just different experience than I have now. And you keep sending that signal, that vibration, that frequency into the field. Superconscious says, oh, I guess, I guess Cheryl's serious about that. <laughs> yeah. Right? Right. It's not a flim flam. Oh, one day it's this and the next day it's that and the next day it's this. And it's this mixed signal. Superconscious says, I have no idea what she wants. So in your doing of this work, because it sounds like you've been doing it for a while. And I love that as soon as possible, because now I call myself, I'm a super fast manifester. Like there's no, if I decide I want it, it happens. But what I've learned is to not not label what I think that's going to look like, because it always shows up in a way that not that I expected, but in a way that I totally understand that I'm like, Oh, that's the next most next logical step. And I was not expecting it, but I totally get that. This is what it is. Has that been your experience also? It is. It's important not to problem solve for the universe, Mm -hmm. right? We, we can know this theoretically, Mm-hmm. And some of us, because we want it fast, we're like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then here's my true choice and da, 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 da but I'm still going to figure it out. Yeah. It, it still needs to look in this way. And that's where you don't allow the highest and best version of the result to manifest. Yeah. And I always say this or something better. I always say that too. This or something something better. better. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can imagine this, you can choose this, but what if there's some better reality that I am not even able to imagine? No, I I have no concept of exactly. And that's usually the case because I always say this or something better. And then it's always the something better and more unexpected. I'm like, wow, I was not expecting that. That's it. That's really unusual. Whether it's people, things, whatever. That resonates with me. You know, is this a, a harsh universe or is a benevolent universe? Like you kind of got to make that choice sometimes. And your statement of this or something better leans on the side that it's a benevolent universe. Like, yeah, it's constantly expanding and expanding is growth and only things that are benevolent expand. Otherwise it just contracts and falls away. Well, I want to say, and it's going to give you the best to you, not just, so if you have a limiting thought and you're limiting it to this thing, yeah, it'll give you that. Yep. It could have given you something better, but you yeah. only asked yeah. for this. And yeah. that's why like with things like money and abundance, as a coach, I really tell people, you know, I'd like to make $100,000 a year, or I'd like to make a half a million dollars a year or something. They have a number in their mind. Why, why do you want to limit yourself to that number? Because yeah. some people think, oh, that's a, that's a big number. I've never even come close to that. And that would be a huge deal. What you're really wanting, the true choice, is the experience of abundance. It's not the experience of having $100,000 in your bank account. Right. What you really want is the experience of having more than enough. Yeah. You think $100,000 is going to be more than enough. So that's why you pick the number. And if you pick the number, the universe may give you the number. And then your lifestyle comes up to the number. And guess what? You have the experience of not having enough. Exactly. Even though it's a higher number. Right. So what we really want is the experience of always having more than enough. We want the experience of abundance. And the best way I can describe abundance, what it feels like, I want you to think about breathing. Have you ever been worried about the abundance of enough air? 
Like not, you start... not until I'm ready to take my last breath. <laughs> but you haven't been there. You haven't experienced yet. that yet, right? Nope. So the only exception would be, okay, drowning or being mm-hmm. smothered or something like that. You might right. start thinking about how much air is left or being locked in a sealed room and using up your air. But most of the time you wake up in the morning, you never think about, is there going to be enough air today? Yeah. Right? Right. So for anybody that's listening right now and you don't know what abundance feels like or you can't have the experience of abundance right now, I'm going to call you the carpet on that. You can you are, you, you, you have infinitely abundant air supply. Mm. So the experience of breathing is an experience of abundance. Now extrapolate that to money, extrapolate that to resources, extrapolate that to love, extrapolate that to health, extrapolate that to every aspect of your life. And then you can kind of touch what it feels like to have infinite abundance of something. Mm -hmm. Yeah, And so when in your imagination, then you can go to it and you can feel it, you can be it. We say a magnetic mind, we need to be it in order to see it. Mm -hmm. So that doesn't mean that, oh, in your reality, you look at your life and you're going to be it. No, it means be it in your mind. Act as if it's Mm -hmm. already true. Because in the field of infinite possibilities, it is. The The possibility already exists. And we're just drawing it in. So acting as if being it in order to see it, you need to be it first, mm-hmm. even if it's only in the imagination, because the mind does not know the difference between the imagination and reality. Mm-hmm. And it's a little bit of training to do that. You know, what's interesting is recently, uh, two weeks ago, as a matter of fact, I had the amazing good fortune. So again, my, my, my energy. Right. So I happened to sit at a table and start, I was instantly drawn to this woman and I started conversing with her and the, what drew me to her was that she had this energy, like this aura about her of first of all, total grace and elegance. And, but also with a, a a sense of ease and pure freedom. And so I just started talking to this woman and it turned out she's a billionaire who's in oil and owns a bunch of car dealerships and, So I started to really pay attention to her energy and it was like just the way she held herself and carried herself. And ever since that meeting, I'm like, I'm going to carry myself like a billionaire, billionaire energy. And it was really the energy of grace, ease, abundance, freedom, elegance, classiness. Like, and I just thought about, um, you know, we had a, a conversation around just observations about life and people. And, and she said the best do the basics better. And she said, I get up, I make my bed. The best do the basics. I, I love that. The best do the basics better. Yeah. Wow. You put your cart away at Target. You put it in the cart corral. You park appropriately. You make your bed in the morning, and you just the best do the basics better. And I was like, wow. And it just had this feeling of real ease with it that I love. That I'm like, I'm adopting that attitude and that energy for my own life because, again, this or something better, right? Yeah, I love it. That's yeah. Great. Yeah, really great. I know there's a Navy Admiral. It's a very popular YouTube video where he talks about to the graduating class, make your bed every day because you start your day with success. And when you come back at the end of the day, you're coming back to a made bed. And it's that simple little thing. You it's the first thing you do. You did it. It's done. But you you already were successful that day by having done that little thing. And that relates to the best do the basics better, you know? Yeah. 
That's powerful. Wow. Yeah. And do you feel like, I feel like also that um, another, like talking about the law of attraction and it's very tiny smidgen of the truth is that people are creating from the energy of what they don't want. And then you're just creating more of what you don't want. It's absolutely true. What you focus on grows. So trying to keep pain away, right? Try, what are you doing? You're focusing on the thing that caught So you're focusing on a thing. It means the thing you're giving it energy and it grows. Mm -hmm. So that's that problem solving reality. We need to totally come away from that and be in the, just the creative stance. I am the predominant creative force in my life. What is it that I would just love to experience? What is it that I would love to have? You focus on what you love. You don't give any energy to that, which you don't want. And you just focus on this. You're sending that signal to that superconscious aspect of yourself saying, this is what I want. You don't have to say, I don't want this. You have to focus on, I do want that. Yeah. I love that. Right. Yeah. And it's a subtle shift and we, we flip flop back and forth. I mean, it's not like on day one, you're going to learn how to do this and just be, you know, solid master. And, you know, <laughs> master of it. <laughs> Mastery takes a little bit of time. Right. But that's what the recode sessions are for that's what the practice you know some meditation taking mm. you know everybody needs a ritual everybody needs something that they do to get in touch with who they are we just have too much noise in our world today we're not listening to that higher self yeah and you know if you're not doing that i highly encourage you you need to find a way um to to create that ritual so if you don't mind i'd like to mention so yeah, I, I have a ritual it's it's at the website dreamlifemasters.com okay where you can just get one and it's everything from nutrition hydration and it doesn't mean you have to do everything but if there's ideas in there on how to create a ritual in your life that you just absolutely love okay so when you love something you do it and you're taking care of yourself and you start getting into that mindset of being creative, being creator, right? It's a powerful thing. So it's the beginning of how you create the life you love. You have to start. And so there's some cool free resources at dreamlifemasters.com. It's the one step at a time, right? It's the every day, do the, do the things every day. You have to do them daily. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then, you know, there's a great book out there too called Tiny Habits. Yes. So have you read that book? Yeah. 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 I got to meet, um, I think his name is BJ Fogg. I got to meet him one time and he's a Stanford professor and he created the formula for creating a tiny habits. It's B equals MAP behavior equals motivation times ability times prompt. And the most important one in the equation is the prompt. Mm. And think of a prompt like a sticky note. External your, queuing. Yeah, it's a queuing. It's an alarm going off on your smartphone or whatever. Mm -hmm. But the sticky note thing, if you have 300 sticky notes on your computer monitor, it doesn't mean anything. <laughs> there has to be one sticky note, right? There has to be one prompt to create this habit. So you have the ability to do what you want to do. The motivation is the weakest part of it because you have motivation for a short time and then your willpower dries up and you're not motivated anymore. So you can't rely on that. You have to rely on the prompt. And if you remember the book, he, he did the thing about uh, doing the push-ups. Yes. And he, and he did two push-ups every, every time a he day. went to the bathroom. Yeah. Every yep. time he went to the bathroom, yep. his prompt was when he flushed the toilet, he had to do two push-ups. Easy. Right. Who can't That's do that? That's interesting. Yeah. Who can't do that? <laughs> and two turned into five, turned into 10, turned into 20. But that was the prompt. It wasn't getting, oh, I need to get up at four o'clock in the morning to go to the gym so I can do push-ups. That's not going to happen. No one's going to do it. They're going to hit no snooze. 
So <laughs> it was asking the question, when can I do push-ups? Well, I guess I can do two push-ups every time I go to the bathroom. Right, exactly. Okay, that's the prompt. He had the ability, he had the motivation because he wanted to learn how to do push-ups. And so then it created the behavior. So I really love that book, highly encouraged. I think it was Amazon bestseller or New York Times yeah. bestseller last year. It was great. Tiny Habits, awesome book. Well, Gunther, you're so full of great information. And this, I mean, seriously, I could talk to you for another 30 minutes easily and just go extrapolate this conversation and have an even deeper dive into what we're talking about. But I would love for you to share where people can find you, how they can work with you. You sound like a phenomenal coach. Yeah, I, I, I love what I do. I do other things. It's not my only, it's not the only thing I do, but I love sharing this method. I love just seeing the transformation that happens in people and, and I love teaching and I love coaching, right? So I do it and it's great. Um, if anybody wants to experience a live recode um, for podcasters and you know hosts, I, I'm going to offer this to your audience. I don't offer it to everybody because it's a time use. Mm-hmm. Um, you can spend an hour and a half with me and we'll do a live recode session. And you can get that at questforthequan.com, Q-U-E-S-T-F-O-R-T-H-E, Quan, Q-U-A-N. So questforthequan.com. And you can get a recode session for 109 bucks. It's normally $397. But for your listeners, I'm gonna do one time to experience a recode. Or you can go to dreamlifemasters.com and um, get the morning ritual piece. You can also join a free webinar there. If you want to learn more of the science behind quantum physical manifestation and all that, love to have you on a webinar where I, you know, spend more time going to deeper on the science. And then in the future, maybe we have to do maybe another episode and we can do a group recode on a, on a podcast. I've never done that before, but maybe we could do that. Oh, that could be interesting. That'd be fun. And I'd be totally interested in, in, uh, in doing that. And actually I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to go do this just to see what it's like. I'm always open to experiencing different modalities and seeing what happens. I think it's the last thing that we need to learn in, in the human game is to mm. become truly aware of our super conscious self, learn how to t- turn thoughts into things. Cause look, once you know how to do that, what else do you really need to know? Yeah, exactly. And well, then maybe I don't need it. Cause I'm, I'm there, but that'd be, I think it'd still be fun to experience. <laughs> it is because it, you know, again, the regular personal development movement, it's all good. I love it. I've spent you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars oh, in amazing. over the last 30 years on that, right? <laughs> it, you know, courses, books, uh, I mean, yeah. it's all been great because it got me to where I was. But this idea of the super conscious doing this subconscious update mm-hmm. and us not having to fight the battle consciously to get a shift in our identity, I think is revolutionary. I yeah, really for do. sure. If you can shortcut that process for people by doing that, then that's, I mean, that's the way to go for sure. Instead of having to spend 20 years and, and all these years meditating and all these things to, yeah. Yeah. And that's what attracted <laughs> me to it. You know, why do so many people go to so many courses, read so many books, do so many seminars, and they still don't have what they want. So I'm really about the practical application of this theory. And so that you can actually get what you want. Finally, actually get what you want the the life that you love whether it's money love health whatever it is every aspect of life yeah it's it's time to actually get what you want i love it that's a perfect note to end this conversation on thank you so much for being here okay thank you so much thanks for having me on so nice to meet you you've been listening to the powerful creator show with cheryl sosnowski 
Subscribe at iTunes or go to PowerfulCreatorShow.com and join our email list so you never miss a future episode. Have a powerfully creative day.